0: <laughs> Let's go, Phoenix Suns fans. Let's go. I know tonight we wanted to win, but you know tonight really doesn't matter, right? Uh, What matters is what we acquired, acri- uh, who we acquired, what we gave up, and everything in between. What this means going forward, Matt Ishbia taking over. Oh my God, this is everything we have dreamed of, you guys. Like literally. This is everything we have dreamed of. It, it, it sets us up for the future. It lets Devin Booker be a prominent star in Arizona until he retires at the age of 39 if he wants to. Um, our championship window is open as long as Matt Ishbia's pocketbook remains full, right? So many things to get across. I want to get to the Twins. Um, I want to get to how Katie is going to fit into the off- offense. I really want to get into Darius Basley. I've got some I've actually got quite a few things I really want to show you guys about Darius Basley and how I think he could be better than Cam Johnson. I really do and I'm going to explain why I think that Um, the buyout market I don't know if I already said that I'm just so excited about what we're talking about there's so many things going forward including tonight's game. Um, What does it mean for Torrey Craig and, and those kind of guys you know, but Kevin Durant. And what this means to the Phoenix Suns. You know, everybody's going through the Barkley trade, what that felt like. You could talk about the Steve Nash acquisition. You could talk about Randy Johnson acquisition. Um, I think from a a purpose of a team loving a player so much and then trading him away for a necessary type of player, a, a star coming back. I kind of look to when the Sonics, this is when they were the Sonics, when they traded Gary Payton for Ray Allen. Kind of think about that. I don't know if anybody remembers, but they actually played each other that night. It was the Bucks versus the Sonics, and they flip flop players, and they were just on the other sideline. Dude, Seattle had a meltdown. Everybody loved Gary Payton. You can't get rid of GP. You can't get rid of the glove, but they did it for Ray Allen. A rising star at that time, a rising star. I mean, he was killing it with the Bucks with him and Glenn Robinson. And that was like the closest thing I could think of of giving away a player that is adored by a city and receiving an absolute superstar in return. You could talk about, you know, KG going to the Celtics, but Boston get didn't, you know, they they didn't give up anything at that time. Like players that they love. They didn't give up a Paul Pierce to get him, right? I can't think of any other trade. I mean, you could talk about Shaq, but Shaq wanted out. I'm talking about adored type of player. Um losing Mikhail and camber and cam Johnson was, was shitty. I think Looking the closest
1: comparison stuff. is, is Jeff Hornacek when we had to give up Jeff Hornacek for, for Barkley
0: yep i brought that i brought that up in my article i i wasn't around then um i mean i was but i wasn't a fan and didn't understand the significance of it you know what i mean but from everything that i've heard and read it's very similar i mean emotionally talk about losing thunder dan marley yeah
1: same thing that was huge
0: uh salty it has been a while since you've been on welcome back do you remember when dan marley got traded
1: yeah i
2: remember all of this stuff because i don't know it's so long ago but the barkley situation was crazy man like truly if you die, dice you know we talked about this when you called me or whatever but <clears throat> truly like if you look at it like trade-wise arizona just hasn't been a destination you know i mean we've always been that town that for whatever reason, it's just not been a destination. That's like for like all the sports, you know, for the most part. The Cardinals are the Cardinals. We don't have to get into the bidwills or whatever, but they've never been a destination for really for anything. The Suns were free agent destination with the calangelos and stuff like that, but still to like these kind of trades don't happen. Let's just put it that way, because KD is arguably one of the best, I don't know, where Where do you want to slot him? Uh, top, whatever. Top, top
0: 10 all-time, top 15, hall, hall of Famer, all that, right? Yeah,
2: and, and to to be able to get him where, because this isn't a situation with like Emmitt Smith where he's coming to Cardinals and yep. he's just washed, right? This
1: right.
2: is, KD still is in his
1: prime. You could talk Listen, about he's his dura-
2: durability this, and
1: stuff. Yeah, what's up? This season, he's averaging 37 and 7. This season, right now. Yeah, that's what he's – I mean, he's almost 35 years old his efficiency
2: from two point uh, is comparable to bigs at the rack, you know, like how close they are with his true field goal percentage. This man is, is one of the best players ever. So this shit not only doesn't happen in Phoenix sports, because let's be honest in, in the pro sports, it's all about the big markets, right? Oh, a name becomes available even in the NBA. It's like, Oh, I guess he's going to the Lakers or, you know, it's like AD goes to the Lakers, or even any rumor. It's like the the Suns were never involved in any of that. Like they got Steve Nash uh, via free agency. Uh, we talked about some of the other pickups; those were free agent signings. But when it comes to this kind of a, a magnitude of a trade, they the the players didn't want to come here. Number one, or because we had Sarver as an owner. There's so much that goes into it. there's never been anything like this. If you have a player of this magnitude, generally you will not let them go unless they become disgruntled. Shaq has to be comparable, right? I mean, he was traded at like sooner in his prime. So he went through and arguably could have won more with Kobe, but you look at game changers uh, for a franchise and I can think of Shaq as one of them. T-Mac. Um,
0: Traded to the T- Rockets.
2: Yeah, but he didn't win a ship. You know what I'm saying? Like no. he didn't he doesn't bring that pedigree because literally KD has two rings. This man is just, you know, because MVP. MVP caliber. That those type of players don't get available unless they get disgruntled. And then, like I said, the Suns were never the option, you know. People we got turned on by Lamarcus Aldridge and and all these other clowns, you know, like <laughs> That that Man. was that was the option for the Suns, you know, we're always get used. So, it's just like the Cardinals, we get used to like leverage yes. other deals.
0: Sean Payton and Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that that's exactly what generally happens in Phoenix. Um almost signing LaMarcus Aldridge, right? You know, yeah. that 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 type of trash always happens, but what got it done was the reports that Matt Ishbia kind of pushed it. Jay, I I, I want to get your thoughts on this. We don't Burns and Gambo said it best. We don't want an owner that's gonna step in and make all these decisions and whatnot, but we do want an owner that's gonna be able to give a slight push, right? What did Ishbia do? Did he come and stand in and was like, Hey, we're making this trade no matter what? Or is it now because he has control? You know, this was open. I don't think we're ever gonna know, but what do you think, Jay? I think this is kind of a, a key thing here to think about with Matt Ishbia moving forward.
3: So uh, Brian Windhorst today uh, uh, came on this morning, and he was just uh, baffled by the whole process uh, from uh, this, uh, this last summer to now, how this whole ownership situation got expedited so Matt Ishbia can take over the team. This usually happens after uh, February is what Wendy was saying. And uh, he came in and he put like basically did b and E on on the Suns arena and he started taking charge and uh, by the article, um, like it seemed it it seemed uh, well even Flex today if you listen to the the Coast to Coast podcast sure did uh, uh, Flex was saying that they've been in conversation since uh, Friday of last week. And it's been trickling, and I guess uh, the Nets were actually really, uh, uh, really compensating KD the best that, uh, that they can because you know shit hit the fan pretty quickly. So uh, they uh, they were going to do their best and try to uh, give KD the best uh, opportunity he can, while also benefiting the Nets in some sort of way. Uh, Matt Ispiet, uh definitely, I, I love what he did by closing the deal because i feel like james jones still wouldn't have pulled the trigger if it came to giving up mikhail bridges but it's something that had to be done and i'm glad matt is the one willing to you know pull the trigger on that
0: absolutely did you,
2: did you guys hear uh the uh, gamble talked about like what we were offering in the summer did you guys hear that
0: yeah i i, I, I think really. i heard a part of it but what do you say
2: So it was either picks and no players or players and no picks. And he was like, it was an and or proposition. So James Jones, like you're saying, he seems to be really stuck on his his ways, right? And Ishbia hit that. I think he said, hey, let's do this. I, I think it was in there and he's like, let's go for this. Because I don't know, like James Jones had the opportunity to make this trade in the summer. I think they would have done it if if the Suns came out and offered this deal to the Nets originally, it would have got done. I don't because they they in general, because people were saying, oh, man, that's too much. Mikkel, because there's always D.A., but they didn't want D.A., right? That was the hang up. And then, uh, you know, James Jones didn't want to deal Bridges. You know, hey, Cam Johnson, let's throw him in there. Let's throw, you know, whoever else, but we want to keep Bridges. But they, he, Bridges, the way he came out, like the last whatever amount of games and creating himself, scoring, upping his average. You have to think that the Nets saw that and they're like, wow, this guy's a three and D dude, extra, you know? Uh, Yeah, real
3: quick. Uh, uh, Yeah, just real quick. Uh, Flex actually touched on that. The blessing in disguise was book pulling is growing uh on Christmas Day um, going back to July the Nets didn't value Mikhail bridges and cam Johnson the same way as we do and with Mikhail making that extra leap it was just more uh as, as uh, certified and more established mm-hmm. uh, that last game that they played in Brooklyn that I uh, Mikhail bridges is a guy that you you know you take you know they they probably wanted Devin, they probably wanted uh, Chris Paul, at, like in those conversations in the summer, and I think that's just when conversations uh, just went, you know,
0: cold. Uh, during I mean, time. I I still think he was hamstrung a little bit with, when it comes to finances and pushing a deal through. For you sure. know what I mean? Yeah, with, with I, the
2: whole I, ownership change and
0: stuff. Absolutely, absolutely, and obviously, Mikhail hitting his stride and whatnot. That that definitely helps. But the point of it is, no matter what, holy shit, we have Kevin Durant. So. Fans are not happy. A lot of them are, and and I don't blame them. Everybody, it was a it was a double edged sword today, man. Um, on on one can side, I, your your championship. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Can I ran on this a little bit? <laughs> no, no matter. All right, dude, you have to take risks to win championships, man. And I get it. I love those players. It hurts to get that news, but anybody would be stupid. To not take a chance to get a top 10 legitimate player in history and say, nah, we're good. We're gonna keep these no dude. You it's do kind not of an do underpay that. too. It's kind of yeah. an underpay.
0: Yeah. But 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 here's the thing that I wanted to touch on. Um Obviously, we all probably collectively feel like, and everybody in the chat, whoever we're going to play, we're probably going to be sticking pretty close to them. Whether it's the Nuggets, the Mavericks, it doesn't matter. We we could have played with anybody and kept up with anybody, right? Everybody kind of agreed to a point, right? So, it, it's a three point game, five minutes left. We're we're down. We've got the ball. Uh, Chris Paul is doing a pick and roll, and he passes it over to the wing, and you've got Mikhail. Flip side, you pass it over the wing. You've got Kevin Durant now. Mm. Which one do you trust to go to that's over and over clutch, and yeah. over again? Not even with five minutes left in the game and you're down. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That that Mikhail that's just my season, that's my sticking point right there.
1: Mikael in this in this season over the last few weeks has demonstrated that he can be somewhat of a reliable scorer in the clutch, but there's only certain parts on the court where he can score from. It's true. Kevin Durant has no place on the court where he cannot score from. He can score mm-hmm, from yeah. every single place on the court. And that's the difference between Mikhail and Kevin Durant. Um, so, obviously, when you take Mikhail off, you don't have uh, that point of attack defender. We don't have that now. You're going to have mm-hmm. to rely on a combination of different guys. You're going to have to rely on a Kogi coming in and doing that for spot minutes. Tori Craig at some times doing it when it's a bigger player. Uh, but, it's it's one of those things where yeah okay you give up on defense a little bit you give up on your versatility on defense but now you have a 30 point scorer who can do basically anything that Devin Booker can do probably a little bit better than Devin Booker can do it at this point yes. in his career and and you have Chris Paul facilitating and now if the defense wants to um, put pressure above the free throw line you have DeAndre Aiden down there so I think this really unlocks DeAndre uh, moving forward, he's going to – because right now he gets those mismatches and he can, he, he can score in positions where it's a smaller defender. He's on fire! He's going to get open looks at the rim. He's going to get alley-oops. He's going to get just dunks just being wide open uh, with this much action. And then the fact that you can put essentially everything that we ran for Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges, now you run that with Kevin Durant. And can you expect what you're going to get out of that? I mean, that's insane. It's insane. I, I don't – this might be – this might be the best offense the Suns have ever had, including seven seconds or less.
0: Absolutely. Jay Ness, welcome, man. Uh, you and I went back and forth quite a bit this summer. There, there's a whole thing to it and whatnot. Um, but everything finally happened. Uh, KD in this offense. W- w- what are what are you excited to see? What are you expecting to see? Because I'm I'm expecting pick and roll up the middle with Devin on one side and KD on the other side, and Tony buckets or or C- Tori Craig in, in in the middle or in the in the far far corner. What are you expecting to see from this now?
4: Look, um, Sigma was saying it earlier. You get it. You get a chance to get a top ten guy named. At any time, you you, you got to take that shot. Um, a la Kawhi Leonard uh, in Toronto. Uh, I mean, it, you, you, we can do we can go down the list. There's, there's there's those spots, you know. <clears throat> but the thing is, you know, to your point too. Yeah, five seconds left. We pass it to the wing. What do you want? You know, Bridges or Durant? No brainer. Um, but more. I think what, what we're going to have guys is the fact that we have a 30 point scorer on the floor at all times. That's what we're going to have. And I think what we've been missing over the last few year seasons is when Devin Booker's off the floor, we always said, well, who is our scorer? Who's going to who's going to go and score the ball? We've always had that issue. We 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 don't have a you know go to score outside of Devin Booker. Okay, so now we actually have someone that can demand command the offense, score at will. Um, you know, outside of, him. and I think that's gonna also allow Booker to go back to being himself, which he doesn't have to facilitate the offense as much. He doesn't have to do. The other things that have been called upon, um, are asked of him as of late that to me have kind of taken away from that killer Booker instinct that he's had the previous seasons before we mm. kind of break. so I think a lot, and then uh, to Amit's point, this does unlock DeAndre Ayton as well because this also relieves him of duties that he is not used to or um he didn't he didn't have naturally in his in his game you know and and you know the things that he's done with the pick and pop since Chris Paul's come is actually propelled his game but we talk about this how many times guys Deandre Ayton looks out of place or Deandre Ayton looks lost a lot of times in offense and often. and it is because he's learning and you can see it in his head you can see it when you're looking at him that he's still figuring out things on the offensive of this yep. system. So now unlocking it, having a guy come in, you know, we get another footer on the floor, which was an issue that we had playing Milwaukee size. So we insert a guy that's an, another seven footer, you know, that can guard a Giannis or go out there and put pressure on, uh, you know, and pack that a hole when Giannis was trying to come in. And then, you know, we relieve DeAndre Ayton of some of those duties because now we can pick and pop with Durant. Now we have a two-man game. We can run Booker and Durant, Chris Paul and Durant. And Ayton can kind of gravitate more towards the hole, more towards the rim, stay kind of more towards where his collegiate career was placed.
0: I don't think that I don't think Monty's going to do that because we play such a team defense type of system. I think we're still going to see switches on the outside with Aiden just because that's what's going to be handed to us at that time, or it's going to be well, a transition or something. Can, I just, I, 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 I don't foresee that. Can I
1: give you guys a
2: stat defense, real
4: quick? Yes. I'm saying offense. I, I
0: yeah, no, I, 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 you, I I
2: don't think it will change for offense, honestly. Let, because let me give you guys a stat right now.
4: Kevin
1: Durant has more blocks than anybody on the Suns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. So yeah. His so length, listening. so so I know I'm I'm talking about losing the point of, point of attack defender, but having another seven-footer on the court with length that blocks shots with DeAndre Aiden, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and then put in Baisley, put in TJ Warren, put whoever you want in there. Baisley's long, too. You're going to have length. You're going to have uh, ability to block shots. You're going to have deflections. You're going to have good defense. So, dude, KD's an underrated defender. I, I know I said what I said he's about. Really he's a really he's
3: good defender. He's underrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He
1: definitely is. He definitely is. Uh, just, so, real quick,
3: uh, uh, just real quick. Uh just real quick, uh to add to the whole DA thing because uh, uh, this guy Gabe keeps on questioning the whole uh, Aiden situation. Um I love I love
0: Gabe by the way. He's he's my favorite <laughs> protagonist. We appreciate uh, the, you. The,
3: only, the only reason why. Jared Allen and uh, Nick Claxton have a name, and we know these guys, is because KD can feed the big man. And, like, he is amazing with entry passes, and he knows how to find these guys down low. And I don't know if you've been watching the last three seasons, but we stuck with feeding DA the ball, and we keep on giving him the
4: ball in the wrong spots. And to your point, and to your point bringing that up, look at Nicholas Claxton's game. Look Look at how much it advanced since he got KD around. That's
2: what I'm saying. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. One of the, one of the main things that you got to kind of look at when you're looking at this whole thing is the Suns literally got exposed, like worse than a lot of teams would ever be able to rebound from. The beating that they took from that Mavs team that was less talented is ridiculous. Like there's no way a team could come back. Like I know that the Suns kind of rebounded uh, with the situation in one games when Booker was healthy, but the, the vibe was still kind of weird, you know, and it's just like you cannot come back from that kind of an ass whooping from a team that you were supposed to beat and run it back and expect to have different results, because honestly, the Mavs were not talented. They had Luca. They're not that good of a defensive team, and they locked us the fuck down part of my language right they locked us down and why is that it's because we had one dude that they could double and no one else took over no one everybody shrinked and no matter what you say or, or whatever bridges is taking a step forward the playoffs is a different animal okay everything tightens yep. up thing changes it's not the regular season we saw that with the seven seconds or less sons all these other teams that were good in the regular season when the postseason comes around, that's like put up or shut up time. So it's like it was an unproven thing that Mikel could even do that because he was doing it within a stretch. But when it goes to the playoffs, it's a different story. So why does this trade make sense? You got a proven MVP ca- candidate, right, that performs in the clutch. Literally, if he didn't put his foot on the line in that game against the Bucks, they would have beat us in the, in the finals, arguably. And then everything's different. Literally, they were going to beat the Bucks. He had his toe There's on There's no the question.
1: Line. You, what 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 they essentially, sons essentially. So I think we all agree that had this, if the current team that we had before this trade was together and everybody was playing at their optimal levels, this team was probably in the top four contention for a championship. But a lot of things had to go right. The margin of error was small. We had to have a lot of guys right. play at their top right. level. You take that away now. You take that away, and you say, okay. We have Kevin Durant. What do you got? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: We got. I mean, th- I mean, that's what we it saw
3: is. the we saw the deadline today. Like the Clippers were fucking scrambling, dude.
4: <laughs> yeah, everybody was. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah, was in the I, West. I, I, but I also think Kyrie for this because I think without Kyrie calling for the demanding the trade at the time that he did, I don't think Durant gets moved. Right
0: now. Nah, he wouldn't. For help. sure.
4: For sure. Yeah.
0: Nope. We would ended up with with. Uh, what's his name? John Collins down in Atlanta, <laughs> in or, or something. Or something. yeah. Do you and, and something like that?
2: Do you realize how much? Because I was responsible for it too. Like hate I put on James Jones for not making a deal, like especially with Crowder or all the picks. Because literally people were like Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon last year, right? Kyle Guess Cusma, what? Kyle Guess what? If he if he pulled any of those on um, the trigger on those moves, Katie isn't here because we don't have our picks, right? You're trading players which go into the salary. Literally, if he didn't do what he did, all these like playing chess instead of checkers, literally would not have been capable of making this deal, dude. And that's that's huge because James Jones. I call him the real King James because he is a champion. He was on championship teams. And no matter what we say about his drafting skills, because those are sus, but he says he doesn't want to draft anyway, clearly with giving her all of her picks up. But he had a vision, obviously, because he wasn't making these deals. And it's like the things that line up, the things that have to happen, like Aiden, uh, like not moving your picks for other smaller players. Like, imagine if we went with that bullshit offer for Crowder from the Bucks, like those right. garbage players. They really offering. wanted
0: Jay, dude.
2: I didn't realize how much they wanted Jay, and then we wouldn't have had that aspiring contract, we wouldn't have had it.
0: And, yeah. and the things that Kevin Durant are gonna bring, other than like you know, getting double teams, you can't double team book now, you know, all those things. I just think having. That personality of a guy that just wants to play ball is going to mesh so well with with Chris and Devin, which he already knows them. You know what I mean? <laughs> he knows these guys. He's played with with Booker um when Booker was like on the select team. You know when they would go the USA team would go into training. I mean, you saw Booker playing against him a whole lot. You you saw them playing in the Olympics just recently. You saw yeah. Kevin Durant picking Booker on, on the team, like uh, number one overall um for the reserves. You know what I mean? the well, thing that a he's podcast gonna podcast
1: with Bill Simmons like several years ago when he was with OKC and Durant wanted to draft Booker but the Suns took him yep. a pick before
0: OKC could take him yeah this he has been the then. writing this is this has been the writing on the wall but when it comes to to pure basketball terms what KD is going to be able to teach book daily just like CP3 taught book i think is going to be completely outstanding just having that level type of player and like yo the second he walks into the gym, it's go time for everybody. Like all, all of a sudden your sense of awareness just goes up. Everything is heightened. Everything is at a championship level. Now everybody knows it's championship or bust, right? So that's where I think DA is going to get better. I think he's just going to be more aware. <laughs> and if he's just more aware of what's going on, I think he is a way better player than he is now. Not to mention, we already talked about defensively. How many times is he going to get to the line now? Does this change the fact that the Phoenix Suns might actually get the benefit of the fucking call? Does this change that? How many times do the Suns, Sun Devils, Cardinals, it doesn't matter who it is. We get yeah. the ass end of calls. You saw it tonight. Does this change that now? I think well, that, that's big moving forward. That's, too. that's one of
2: the... That's one of the biggest flaws of this team, like an Achilles heel, is the lack of free throws. Like, you could say what you want about it Final. being slighted or not, but your inability to get contact and get to the line is huge. What was Giannis doing in the finals?
0: Well, it's Getting not even contact, that, right? getting I mean, the
2: line. I mean, bigger players.
0: Getting 50-plus points, yeah, and getting, but getting like 27 that, free throw attempts. Yeah. Durant now – I
1: think I think uh, I don't know what he averages I think it's like eight or nine free throw attempts that's better than anybody on the suns for like mm-hmm. a decade yeah. so the fact that you have that now and you can get into foul trouble early in a quarter that opens opportunities for Booker and Chris Paul to get more free throws I mean I think this is just it, it this is like a like a earthquake shake to this team like this is mm-hmm. going to change everything for this team It's change
4: is an earthquake for the whole western conference and yeah. and the whole thing and, yeah. You know, Coda, Coda kid in the comments said it DA gets no calls at all. Because that whole creating contact, he ain't gotta create it. He gets beat the hell out of. It. And to your point, you know, um coach, we don't get no calls. And that's something we've been dealing with throughout the last few seasons, as good as we've been, the moments that we've all seen, and we just don't get those calls. Now thing that i would like to see is if we do start to get them how it's called on book
0: because yes need the trickle down effect right yeah and yeah, then yeah. all of a sudden you're you're randomly gonna get the chris paul swipe through right it's
3: gonna be panic defense i mean yes you can't you can't double you can't double this team and like we're gonna go into the whole um uh, uh buyout uh situation who we're gonna fill in uh in a, like if it's not gonna be tj warren or uh Tori Craig in the starting five I mean like we're gonna be swinging the ball like crazy and like who are you gonna double you can't double this
0: I I'm ultimately here's what I'm looking forward to and then and then I do kind of want to move on to to some of the other trade aspects that went through and, and whatnot I mean we could spend all day talking about KD we could here's what I'm looking forward to is it, it absolutely we do <laughs> um
3: yeah.
0: eight Eight seven minutes left in the game. We're up by two or three, right, or down by two or three, whatever. Um, KD starts going off, and he gets three, four, five hits in a row, right? Um, and then that fifth or sixth time down the court, all of a sudden somebody's going to start slacking. Who's he going to slack off of? And then that guy is going to be able to get hot. You slack off a of Tory Craig, you know damn well he's cutting backdoor, right? So you can't slack off of him. Then you pass it over to Booker, Booker two or three times in a row, and then you're going to forget about chris paul because they've gone eight nine ten possessions where chris paul hasn't done a damn thing and then he gets free for a midi that's the thing that i'm really looking forward to is when one of these dudes gets hot how are they going to react because I, i'm just i am so damn excited to see what what, what happens here um made some other mo- other moves obviously darius Baisley. i i think tj warren coming back is I think it's just funny as hell. I mean, you can put all the cash consideration jokes aside now, right? I mean, he showed it's what weird. he could. He showed what he could do with Indiana. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Seventeen points against us the other night. I want him to come off the bench though, because we need a scoring punch off the bench. I don't want him starting. I want Tory Craig, a role filler, a guy to muck it up. I think Voida uh, just called it uh, a guy that can f- come in and fuck shit up. I want that type of player with the, these four type of dudes. I mean, look at Kendrick Perkins when he played with KG and them. He just got in there, and he was just pushing dudes half the time, and that was exactly what they needed. So I want Tori Craig there, and I want T.J. Warren to be the dude that comes in for Book, Craig, Kevin Durant, whoever it is, if they get into foul trouble early, and all of a sudden, he's going to come in. I guarantee you T.J. Warren is going to win a quarter in every single series that we play in in the playoffs, he's going to come in and he's going to shoot for 16, 17 points in a third quarter and a second quarter, and that's going to be the separation separation difference. And I know he will he's do healthy. it for every single game. We're not even talking about health. This podcast, I, admit, I everybody <laughs> understands, but he has that ability. Gl- we're not last man. We're not talking about the health. We're, we're not putting that <laughs> karma on us. We're not counting money like money guy here. We're not doing that shit anymore. I mean I think TJ Warren's gonna be able to be that dude. And then you look at the the other guys. Keep him in bubble bubble, wrap. Keep him in the bubble. That's Damian Damian Lee is going to be huge. He has to be able to hit that pull up three, that spot up three. He has to be able to do three for five two. Right, Landry and- Shaman. I don't give a damn. Uh, campaign, and I'm pretending <laughs> like we're not adding anybody else, I'm pretending like campaign's coming back. Um, again, something else, uh, Voida said, but I completely agree with it, and I wanted to touch on it. All we need from you is to get past your first guy, hit a layup, or hit somebody else on the perimeter. Like, that's all we need from him but now.
4: See, but see, I don't even know if he's going to be using the same type of positions he was, yeah, because I now I, I, I don't think that he's going
0: to be on the floor without a ball handling. No, yep. I completely agree. He but when he three does three get three the ball and he, he has the opportunity, he will still do that, right?
2: Who are we talking about?
0: Campaign when he does okay. come back. Oh my God, campaign! <laughs> I know. I mean, he has you to do know what cam- you
2: know. what you want to know what campaign's going to do? He's going to do what he always does: I'm out of control before. to the route. I was going to
1: say which <laughs> and, campaign? And, and blow a yeah, like up. There's 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 <laughs> the and, guy And, then, and then in the 14 that that put up 25 points. I mean, look like. Well, Either they, way, the the way that they stagger this lineup now is insane. Because imagine mm-hmm. Kevin Durant and Booker on the court when Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton are, are off. Now imagine Kevin Durant on the court with or DeAndre Ayton, had. or Chris Paul and and Kevin Durant. Like the lineups are like. There's so can many. we always gonna have thirty points on the court.
4: Can you imagine if we go uh, just like as a, as a throwout lineup just to get some get some rest? But we have Landale. DiAmbo and KD on the floor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, and Jacques is like in the paint? He's like he's pretty good. He he goes straight yeah. up, and, and and no one's really matching him up there. So I mean, that's all you really need.
0: And, and the thing is, with all these guys, with all the injuries and everything coming into the season, and with Mikhail Bridges pointing out in his interview um, at the Nesse that he was looking at cam and they both kind of knew that they were going to, one of them was going to get moved or both of them were going to get moved. I mean, that's why everything was so weird at media day and everything going forward. Like they knew like something was going to go down and they, the way they acted and played throughout the season, it was so admirable knowing that they were going to get moved, which is why I think Mikhail started this thing. He's like, ah, fuck it. Ah, I'm getting moved anyways. And he's doing all that shit right <laughs> now. Right. Um, but what this does is puts these players, the Damian Lee, the Josh Akogi, who balled out tonight, those guys, instead of relying on them so damn much to play, make and do all this stuff, they can now get into their roles and learn how to play that role perfectly. Right. That's what this really does, too. Um, I want to I want to go off on uh, Darius Baisley here. I'm going to share my screen and I want to show you uh, just some highlights here. Um I'm a big fan of this guy. You watch Darius Baisley, 22 years old, and Cam Johnson was 22 when we drafted him, right? He's already played in the league for three years. This is a third or fourth year. I think it's his fourth season, but he's already played for quite a few years. First off, six foot nine, seven foot wingspan, already bigger than Cam, right? He shoots lefty. He can pull up, he's shooting a 40% clip and he's only going to get better, but his ball handling and athleticism is already better than Cam Johnson. It's there defensively. Cam Johnson was very by the book and not missing rotations, right? He didn't have the athleticism to catch up or block shots. Now basically can D one through five, right? Again, only 22 years old. Watch this gets to the rim. Doesn't look good, but goes right back up and boom, boom, boom. That's something that we never saw from either of the twins, just that. So, I mean, you see the stature there. You see the athleticism. That's something that we were lacking, you know. We were lacking pure athleticism. Mikhail and Cam Johnson were not pure athletic. And I'm talking about jump out of the gym type of guys. You know what I mean? This brings that element back. It brings the element of guarding one through five. It also brings the youth. But what we've seen from Uh, uh, the Phoenix Suns, as far as growing and developing players with Cam and Mikhail, I can 100% see this guy making the same exact type of progression year in and year out. I am so excited for this. This is way underrated, highly underrated. You bring him, Biombo, or Jock, whoever our backup five is, even if he could be a backup five. And then you bring TJ Warren off the bench with Damian Lee, with Shaman, if you want to throw him in too, or, or with a Kogi. Like there is a lot of length and, and, and guys going out there being able to play their roles and cause chaos. I yeah. absolutely love this trade. This was very underrated. Um, and Darth, you're still, if you're still in the chat, yep, I see you there. Um, I think you mentioned something about savings too. I, I saw some ridiculous, like this is going to save us like $10 million and, and, and over the cap expenses and whatnot. Yeah. So just, just from that standpoint, it's awesome. So I rambled on about Darius Baisley cause I'm so excited about him. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, we probably didn't pay much attention to beforehand, but you're seeing the athleticism and the dunking ability yeah. and stuff. Now, what do you guys think? Yeah.
1: No, so I'll, let me let me start off. So I, I remember Please. him in the bubble, and I remember him in the regular season before we went to the bubble. Good I question. remember the Suns lost to OKC. He put up like 25 points. The guy was just pull up th- like that, right there, pull up three like that. He was doing that to the Suns. Yeah. I watched this guy, and I go, he's got a lot of potential. Like I remember seeing that in 20, not 2020, right, in like in, uh, February or something. This dude is good. And the fact – this was really a really important – player for us to get because after we lose cam and mikhail we don't have any young players um so like meaning guys that have potential to grow like you're not expecting campaign to become the next chris ball you're not expecting landry shaman to become the next booker so this is the only guy that we have right now that has potential to be something great and I, re- I honestly i would start him with that five with those four guys um with his length just to see what he can do with that lineup. Um I mean, you know, you don't have to do it every, every night. You might have to start Tory Craig in certain positions when you're at uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard or whatever, but I think it's just a I think it's I think it's a perfect thing to do with and, Dario because Dario he had a limit to him. I mean, he could yes. play, he could actually play fantastic with KD. But this is a bad. this is more potential. This is what we need. Probably true.
0: And real quick, and he's played with Chris Paul before back in OKC yes. by the way. Yes. Yeah. Um, who else wants to jump? Jane S., you want to jump in with, with Darius Baisley? Yeah, Baisley's really good. Um,
4: Baisley was supposed to be, um, they had projected him to kind of start this year, but he just kind of got lost in that shuffle out there. Um, yeah. they, you know, you got the Williams, was it Jalen, or no, not Jalen Williams. Uh, yeah, Jalen Williams, and then the other William, too, the Jalen Williams. And then you got, they brought in Holmgren, um, they, they
0: got Poku that'll come back eventually.
4: Right. And then Waiters, uh, he stepped up. He's progressing well. So it was just a lot over there. And kind of like we had the guard log jam over here a few years back. We just had a lot of people at the same position that needed playing time. And we couldn't give it all. to him. And <clears throat> so I think that was one of the biggest reasons why we ended up getting him. But to your point, Coach, this was a very, very, very undercover steal of a move. Because, like you said, we get rid of Cam, but we we replace him with another young guy that still – project his projectory is still in the same direction of Cam. Um, and I think that he has a little bit more tools in his bag than Cam did as well with athleticism, being able to, like you said, handle defenders. And that was always my thing about Cam, too, because he was such a – he's not the biggest dude, so he's mo- he's not big for four – He's kind of slightly undersized to me, but he really couldn't stick with a lot of threes because of his speed and, you know, things like that. So he can't, um, Baisley can't. So this is a really big pickup, and he can run the floor better than Cam as well.
0: Yeah, he'll probably be able to catch some lobs. He is a re- restricted free agent. Maybe they didn't want to have to deal with that as well too, which n- now now we don't have to deal with that with Cam Johnson. And that, that Could you imagine Sun's Twitter with that shit?
2: <laughs> no, I want to. I want to talk on that briefly because I do have a connection with like Bridges. When I see him, you know, in the post about him leaving and shit, but with Cam Johnson, I wasn't really sold on him like a lot of people was. I think he's brittle. Uh, I think the a lot of the injury concerns that he has, he's trying to develop parts of his game that he's just too slow to do. Like his, you know, he he'll develop more and stuff like that, but. What he's going to command with, in, in you know, with his um, next contract, it's just it didn't fit in with the Suns, you know, like it's true. People are kind of just glossing over that. Well, um, he hasn't you know? been
0: available or 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 to being able to be depended on since the Knicks game of last year, man. He's been in and out of injuries. Uh, he didn't show up in the playoffs last year because you,
2: yeah, you see flashes, right? Like the game winner, he had then boom, the next day he's injured or. or it's like he has these stretches where you're like, oh my God, he's turning the corner. This guy is crazy. And then it's just like nothing, you know, disappear or whatever. So from go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying, I just think that he he is a starting power forward in this league, guaranteed. But like you mm-hmm. said, he's brittle. He he's better at the three than he is at the four, but okay. you really need him to play the four. Mm-hmm.
3: It's annoying as hell. But that's
0: they true, do. true. He's 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 gonna he's gonna defend, and he's gonna he's who when he's in the game between him, Okogi, Ish, whoever it may be. Um, they're they're gonna defend their best players, and I really like that this opens up a small ball five because i wasn't sold on tory craig being a small ball five i just wanted to stick to his three four backup role or or his his 12 to 15 minute role so and Basley has uh, a lot of
1: experience playing small ball five for for okc he's played a lot of minutes at small ball five
0: yeah
4: did you guys talk about uh the possibility of reggie already no we nope, haven't gotten to nope that more. you you, you want to get into that you guys should should uh, we get into all market. that fun stuff we might uh, as well have,
3: right now. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I have one quick thing about uh, Dansby, and uh, I I wasn't too familiar with his game. Um, I I've heard of his name a couple of times and stuff. So I did some digging once we made the move. He has one of the better uh, def, uh, defensive efficiency ratings on the team, and he's on, He's kind of like uh, one of the only guys that play defense on, for OKC right now. And after <laughs> w- watching highlight after highlight and talking to uh, OKC fans over Twitter, a lot of them are. Have high praise for him. Uh he's a really strong three and D guy. Um if he develops that left-handed jumper a little bit more, he can definitely be dangerous for just pull-up shots. Uh he his release is a lot qu- quicker than Tory Craig's. It's a lot more efficient than Tory Craig's. And uh when it comes to running a small ball five, Ish kind of lost his touch. So this is uh definitely a guy that we can look towards to actually make a very Good impact and he has like no injury history whatsoever. So he doesn't seem like the brittle guy. He looks sneaky strong because watching those highlights, he was moving Jalen Brown. He was uh manipulating defenses within the paint. So like he knows how to throw that weight around, and that's exactly what we need for this team.
0: I compl- I completely agree. I'm versatility, man. This brings us more versatility. Uh speaking of versatility and adding players. But before we go to Reggie real quick, because I, I was just... That's who you wanted to go with. What are you talking I, about? I know.
4: We we're going to we were gonna go to Reggie. He's going to segue in there. But the Saban Lee thing, because I am I was thinking about campaign and the guards while, while you were talking as well. Saban Lee can kind of, if he keeps projecting, Lee, I think that he can kind of take over campaign.
0: Um, I don't disagree.
4: I really I really like what Saban... I see you
0: shaking your head down there on <laughs> mid.
2: No, they could have a mid-off together. To be, I mean, man, you
0: know? it, but whoever, I mean, if we do pick up Reggie Jackson to flip a coin and one of them can be our third string,
2: what I've noticed yeah, with I mean, Saban like, Lee is he's indecisive, he gets to the yeah. rack, he passes when he's not supposed to. Um, I don't know, I he, mean, but
1: he has tenacity and he has athleticism and he has like a will. So, I, I'm, I love, I, I think keeping Saban Lee over Dwayne Washington was a smart thing to do. You guys are talking about Reggie Jackson. I'll just say one thing, and then you guys can go off. He's 23, by the way.
0: What's that? He's 23, by the way.
1: Yeah, he's young. Reggie Jackson, okay, look, like, I'll tell this quick story. You guys may know this. (laughs) Reggie Jackson, he didn't re-sign with OKC because he thought he was better and should be paid more than Russell Westbrook. This is back in, like, 2015, 2016, around that time, right? This is what Reggie Jackson thinks of himself. This guy out here with his... Uh, racquetball glasses. I don't think he fits the Suns. I don't think we need him. I don't think we need him. We don't need John Wall. We don't need guys like that. In fact, I would say that Campaign is a better court, uh, better point guard than, uh, th- than he is.
4: Reggie, He's heating it? up.
3: It's not a bad take. And considering how Campaign was playing before he got injured, he was one yep, of the better true. point guards in the league. So I mean, it's not it's not a bad take.
2: Wasn't Reggie garbage this year? Like his three point shooting was just he, he, not good.
3: It's one of his worst seasons statistically, like, but I, I feel like he kind of got bounced out of the rotation. Once we, the we all remember the only once, thing once we once John remember, Wall Reggie got over Jackson, there. Yeah, that's we his, only remember
1: yeah. that playoff series where he just yeah. was like insane against us. He became Steph Curry uh, against. That was the only thing we remember. That's not who he is. Just remember
0: that. Mm-mm. That is not Reggie Jackson. <laughs> well. <laughs> the, 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 the thing, the thing that I that I kind of have that I'm gonna pit against you a little bit there as Amit is is you know one he's 32 now and so he was probably like 24 eight, eight years ago so probably 24 years old back then yeah he's 32 yeah. so so he was 24 years old probably making a bad decision probably wanted to sign a big contract too and get some money and so he went to Detroit and had to deal with a bunch of BS over there um you know he's probably been humbled quite a bit you know considering some of the shitty teams he's had to play for had a chance to almost get to the finals but couldn't close it out against us and he had a hell of a series against us and then he's got to take a back seat to to john wall and take a back seat to Kawhi and paul george he already knows kd and has played with kd so i think if we do sign him i couldn't imagine we do that without talking to durant book and cp right now so if he is there that to me is a sign that everybody else is on board and that there's a, there's a clear role there. Um, he's way more in control than campaign, though, when it comes down to it, when every possession hey, matters. He's a better shooter than I, campaign. I, he's a he defender. might be a better shooter, but his shot selection is not great. Like, both these guys no. don't have the greatest shot selection. Okay, but you got he's going to be in a point five offense now. This is going to be a completely different. This is, And, and you're going to be playing with Kevin Durant next to you and fucking Booker next to you, too. This but is if way we're, different. If
4: we're, if we're pulling needles here, you know, I would rather have his bad shot selection than Cam's. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, they're going to go in more yeah. Reggie than they are. No, the,
2: the, the thing with Saban Lee, too, is if we're using him in the playoffs, we're cooked already, dude. There, he shouldn't yeah. be playing at That's all. Right. He should be rolling <laughs> on the bench. It's good for right now, especially when people are, are injured. But if we're tapping into the saving lead tree, we're cooked. So uh, the, the thing, with we do need a reliable point guard backup because CP3 does have injury yeah. history. He's never, I mean, you can almost count on him getting injured. So I don't want to rely on campaign. Is he going to show up? Is he going to do some stupid stuff that will lose us a game? Uh, there's got you know I I got a lot of hate on it but w- Westbrook
1: no why no, no.
2: why no here's I, I beautiful hear, thing about
1: why here let me just say one thing here's the beautiful thing about having Kevin Durant and and Devin Booker you don't need a point guard you don't need a point guard no but guys. we're
2: talking about the second unit because I'm one of our about issues the
1: second t- unit too. you can put so one of those what,
2: guys who's in who's who's filling it up from the second unit. Devin yeah, Booker, Warren, or Cricket. or no crickets. I mean,
0: T.J. Warren, yeah, T.J. Warren. If he,
2: he injured another brittle dude, you know.
4: But I think to your to your point though, Sig, and and the, kind of what Am is trying to get at, I think that by getting Durant, we relieve the pressure of the bench. I think by getting Durant, we, our second unit includes the star. Yeah. At all times. I think that Kevin Durant just, or Kevin Booker will be on the floor. I, I think
2: I, Westbrook, I, with his salary and what his expectations were with L.A., were unfair. That team was constructed in a garbage way. He got the brunt of all the jokes. It didn't matter how he did or what he did. He's always going to be the 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 fall guy. It doesn't matter if LeBron lost, really lost the game. Uh, let's shit on Westbrook, uh, Westbrook, this and that. The thing is, is he still can fill it up.
1: Wild and, shot! Yeah, he can throw it off the top <laughs> of the backboard,
2: too. But the thing is, is like, would you rather have Campaign or Westbrook? Come on, man. I mean, they play the same. No, you Westbrook's yeah. oh, better, dude.
3: Oh,
2: oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh,
1: Westbrook not is even, better. Not even a question. In, yeah. in
4: every box on the box. He's a He's triple-double double machine, every man. Every box on the box. And You're gonna
2: get him for no money off the buyout, right?
0: Man, that's that's a bench look, unit, man. Look who that's Katie left unit. his ass years ago. Katie left his ass. I just don't um, get why the why this, this CP, CP was, was traded for was for him for Westbrook. Like, no, I don't know. This man. is
4: this this dude is arguably one of the most talented players to walk into a basketball
0: gym, bro. And he has made more boneheaded plays in the last two seasons than anybody could even count but we're talking shoot, we're talking that? shooting no man we're talking shooting he's elbow good. jumpers and it's clanking off the top of the backboard yeah but
2: why why was he in that position because their and, team sucked
0: and because he's the ball know. handler and he's got the open shot well, he's, he not gonna, little, he's, he's not gonna he's not gonna be that,
2: that. he's not gonna be that on the suns though he won't
0: yeah i guarantee he's been the same everywhere he's been for every well, he's, not gonna, be there. he's, he's up, gonna play 20 Washington. minutes a night but so he was that it,
4: bad in Washington. He was that bad in OKC. He was that bad in Houston as well. He was great he was, in
3: D.C. Listen, he was, he he was plays really one good way. in
1: D.C. He plays one way.
4: He's a hooper.
1: And, 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 and that one way, it when you come to a, a team with LeBron, you can't play that way with LeBron. And it didn't work with KD. And it didn't work with Harden. They, they had some moments there, but they, they couldn't make it work. Dude, I always loved um, – Russell Westbrook for what his what he played for? He played at UCLA. I watched him when he was in college. The dude is one of the most electrifying players when he's on the court when at his prime. He is one of the fastest players I've ever seen play basketball. Okay. But he only plays one way and he can't play another way and that's the problem with him.
4: I don't I don't I disagree with that, bro. Because the it's dude true. Is the definition of a hoop. Like he goes out there and he does exactly what's needed for for the play. Well, no matter when he makes on. so
0: many boneheaded plays when it's, it's so cool. under a minute yeah.
4: left. Evan, Evan, look, check this out. What was that last thing you said? Under a minute left. You I know me you, you, you you're gonna get it to
0: book, you're gonna get it to, to Durant. that sounds nice and everything until, until the, that can't happen.
4: How many scenarios is he gonna be in the game with under a minute left? Yeah, bench
2: in that in that in that scenario. Yeah.
4: And then again,
2: I mean. Well, it's it's just well is can't it's another one of these scenarios. If Westbrook is in there in clutch time, you're cooked already, dude. So that's not even that's not a question. In the
0: game, he's you're, not going to okay.
2: be in at there the, at clutch time.
0: At the end of the day, I think everybody will agree. Whoever <laughs> we do acquire via buyout, we're they're already going to get the seal of approval from Monty, from Book, from Kevin Durant. So whoever we do bring in. If, if KD wants Russell Westbrook back, I am fucking for it. Like, let, let me just start there. I don't want the guy on my team, but if KD wants him, sure. Here's the red carpet. This is the best steak place. You know, here's, here's an extra hundred dollars, whatever, whatever you need, Russ. Like I will bring in anybody that KD wants, but I'm, I am completely with Amit and against you guys on this one. I, I just, I don't see that working in our system and I could be completely wrong there, but I agree with Amit on this. J.J., you, please. Um, To get off the
3: Westbrook thing, because I'm on board of everybody else's. You know, I think if right. he's running with the bench unit and he could do his thing with T.J. Warren and campaign and just uh, facilitate around that and him playing 20 minutes a night and not closing with him, I think he can flourish. And he did that uh, when he was playing in D.C. When Harden was out, uh, uh, when he was with the Rockets, he... Was able to do his thing, and he put up a lot of wins when Harden was out. So he he has that in the tank. And when you're, I love LeBron. Like I'll, I'll die on any hill with LeBron. But putting Russ with LeBron was one of the dumbest fucking mistakes LeBron could have ever.
4: It wasn't even Apple. just putting it Russ with LeBron. It was Russ, LeBron, and AD, and then what else? What were you guys? No shooting. Yeah. No shooting. Ru- and Russ Ru- 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 didn't Jay- work with Harden, Jay- right?
0: But Russ started to work with Beal at the end of the Wizards season, uh, yeah, what, two, three good. seasons ago. That I, remember they won like they fourteen really straight good, to end, end the season. So yeah. it, it worked with that type of player, which is more like how would how book. would
2: you play if every L was associated to you, no matter what you did? So how, I think, how, how would you do? What would you do?
1: No, so you make a great a fair point. I, <laughs> so what, I think what you're saying actually is more of a LeBron thing than a Westbrook thing, because I think the whole LeBron narrative change to anybody he plays with is not good enough for him to be able to play with. It, it started with that Cleveland team, where basically they had Jay Crowder, they had that whole squad, they traded out for that whole Utah team, right?
0: Dwayne, uh, and, and then, yeah.
1: uh, right. Like it's, it's kind of been this thing where if you play with LeBron and, and this is one of the things where I I don't think he's a goat is that it's all about his narrative. So you're a trade piece to him when you play with him. Like he said in a press conference on Saturday, he was like, yeah, I'm really disappointed that we didn't get Kyrie. You know, the only way you get Kyrie is if you trade Westbrook, there's no other way that team could make that deal unless you trade Anthony Davis. So it's very clearly, he's talking about Westbrook when he says, I'm disappointed that we didn't get Kyrie.
4: But that's I mean, fucked up to say to somebody but, on your but team. That, but that's what that's to our point is Westbrook psychologically has been, excuse my French, fucked this season. Yeah, yeah. And, He's and, been wanting out. I mean, no, was, but not even just yeah. wanting out, bro. Talking about his family, talking about yeah. personal things, <clears throat> like the the psychological warfare this man has has been dealing with this season is is just to me just crazy. So. Yeah, you're going to have some bricks off the side of the freaking backboard when there's 30,000 fans yelling West Brick, West Brick and his wife and his son are over there. There's so many other things going on in that man's
0: mind. At okay, that, that is totally fair.
3: Russ can cook bench players. He can cook bench yeah, players. He can. Can yeah, he's still the- at that point. So that's where I'm at,
0: honestly. That's fair. Um. Let's get into. Let's. let's, You're kind of turning me a little bit, but I'll go back to my point. Whoever Katie wants to signs, I'm. I'm rolling the red (laughs) carpet out. Um. I want. I want to go quickly through these dudes. Um. I have a preference, but I want to hear everybody here. Um. Obviously, we will probably add more than one. I think we're all hoping we add more than one on the buyout market, considering that you got you hear like Kevin Love and and stuff out there. But here are three guys I've kind of targeted. Um. Terrence Ross, Justin Holiday. That's my one. Will, Will, Will Barton. Terrence so quickly, Ross. out of those three, if you had to choose one, uh, give me a quick uh, a quick why. JJ, you were quick to say so. Uh, so why Terrence Ross?
3: Terrence Ross has been on my radar for the last three seasons. Um, Same. He, he is Baller. a mini Harrison Barnes. Dude can like light it up from just about anywhere. He can mid you to death, and his three-point shot is uncanny. It's very un- underrated in the league. Um, if you add him in the starting five, he will cook and he will fit in the system seamlessly. He is definitely my number one. That's Terrence Ross. JNS. Uh,
4: just to just to piggyback because he 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 put it out there um, very well. But that last part, uh, Terrence Ross, you sign him, he's he's added to the starting lineup right away. Great. And, I'm and I think that's a good.
1: Justin Holiday, it's a no-brainer for me. He is—he's got that Holiday defense. So those brothers know how to play defense. That's <laughs> true. We need a point of—we need a point of uh, point of attack defender. We need a wing player. It makes sense to get him.
0: Uh, and he's six foot six, by the way. Uh, he's salty. a little light. He's only 180 pounds,
1: but he's still. Mm-hmm. He can't play the four,
0: but he can give you a good two, three, one. I mean, defenses. Will Barton is six five, one eighty, and and uh, Holiday is six. What six, happened to
2: Barton? He was co- he was cooking with the Nuggets, and then what happened? Eight. I think I think it's the Wizards, man. He, he's on the yeah.
0: Wizards now, and he's yeah. just. I don't I don't think he's getting run, if I'm not mistaken. I like I mean, Barton. Should, I, everything I, is very like, low for him.
2: With Ross, he he was cooking. He's been cooking. So what about this year, like?
0: Um, so this year, I mean, he, so he's been injured a little bit. He's played 42 games so far, but averaging eight points last year, he averaged 15 and then 15, 14, 15, the years prior. So definitely less there. Uh three point percentage is at 38%, which is actually the highest he's shot since uh, uh, 2018, 2019. Um, but it looks like overall, he's just, he's just not taking as many field goal attempts. He's taken almost two, I mean, two less. Natural. They got Bancher. they got Palo Banchero. This dude is yeah. 31, 32 years old. Like they're they're just kind of ready to move off. And then they have we, that little streak of bull bull going off. Yeah. I we just bull don't bull bull want
2: Shamit to play. So whoever <laughs> – <takes, laughs>
3: Yeah, that's why you, <laughs> you get
2: Terrence Ross, dude. call it.
3: You get um and I want
0: to. I wanna see, I wanna see everybody in the chat what they say too. I don't think there is a wrong answer here. I think each and every one of these guys would be able to come in, serve their purpose, and serve a role for 12 to 16 minutes, whatever it is. I want Terrence Ross, though. I mean, you you've seen him just become an absolute flamethrower. He can get up and he can cook. I kind of actually I kind of think of I don't want to say Tim Hardaway Jr. because he doesn't have he doesn't go around and he he's not shooting fadeaway 35 footers and draining them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he he can light it up real quick. I would like Terrence what? Ross because I want I don't want Shamut to play. And that's what it comes down to. And I don't want Damian Lee to play that either. I kind of like Damian uh, Lee as a backup three. I like, Damian, three. Damian. I- I like okay. Damian Lee kind of as as a backup kind of three more more type area. I I just I, lo- I love Terrence Ross. I've been wanting him for two or three years, too. And
4: speaking of Damian Lee, I kind of hope that he just
0: reigns in and just becomes that dog defender
4: because I know he can defend the basket. He will. And he will. once we settle he down. Just, he just sells out, and that's the only thing he focuses on. And he hits that 3-and-D because his three-point shot is – I love it. What, yeah,
2: uh, what, are, what are the things that we got to touch upon, too, is – on our finals run, a lot of people were like, "Man, we want to get this player in the buyout market or this player," and we got nobody because nobody. It's like that's the that's where you'll see the difference with having KD on our team right. is when these players actually decide to go to Phoenix as opposed to another contender, and that's really the difference. Because I remember it clear as day when they're snacking, you know, snagging all those dudes off the buyout, the buyout market. Everybody's going to. Brooklyn, when they already had that super team, I was like, this shit is not fair, dude. Like, <laughs> it's like a stack on effect, you know? Like, right. it uh, was just,
3: just a reminder. So, we have two open roster spots and we have uh, two uh, two, uh, two way contracts. So, like, it's either we get one and we assign either saving or Ish at the end of the season, or we get two uh on the buyout than wave ish
2: and
1: no no uh, i I, uh, I, don't I don't think that's around. right i think um i think ish is the guy that they have to sign to the whole season i think saving lee's already signed for the rest of the season yeah i'll, I'll
2: be I, honest to you ish is a is a good so. regular season player but if, if i don't want to stay on the that fun, playoff yeah.
0: rosters dude Sorry. unless it's scrub time in the last six hey minutes. john uh is
3: that right I uh, can you check that for me because i'm pretty sure no, it, yeah
0: I, I mean um
1: Either way, like we'll have one roster spot available and you got to say that for a bio player. So, I mean, you know, I, I think we I know what you guys are saying about ish. I think what we need is valuable regular season minutes from him as soon as we get everybody like into the regular rotation minutes that we need. Get his his time up. But yes, if we see him in the playoffs, it's either foul trouble or something has gone horribly wrong. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I I, I might have misspoken then, um, because I was worried about that because Saban just basically took uh, Dwayne Washington's contract, so uh, that's <laughs> why.
4: b dog. <don't> <laughs> <you. laughs>
3: hey, I, I'm like Terrence Ross would be such a plus for this team. I like uh, he's not getting a lot of uh, traction just because he's been sort of injured this year, uh, but like he like. If Harrison Barnes was like up here, like we wouldn't be having this conversation. But um, he is the closest thing to Harrison Barnes for this team, and I, he would just fit perfectly. But Justin Holiday would be a nice pickup. I I really didn't give too much see, thought to that.
4: But to your point on Justin Holiday, if we pick up Justin Holiday, we can keep <laughs> him for a couple of years, and then now we're moving away from camp, Honestly, to me,
0: right? I- okay. either player you know i gotta admit i think you guys have kind of sold me on uh, russell westbrook a little bit
4: bro i'm telling
0: you at the end of the day at the end of the day
4: the second unit needs its own engine yes yes second unit needs its own
0: engine brings more athleticism
4: and why not put a freaking convertible or a freaking uh damn viper engine
0: down there and let that dude
4: perform like that's what Russell Westbrook is. You you,
0: you Hot rod. I keep in mind we're probably going to be pulling Chris Paul at the what six, seven, eight mark even potentially. Are you okay with Russ getting extended minutes in the first quarter between six and eight minutes? I I not have to. You can put a guy like Damian Lee in. You can but I like. It's not but he's not like. Him. But you get you have Reggie. But you have Reggie Jackson in there, for example. And you have you still have Book and KD there and they're cooking and whatnot, right? You're gonna slack off Russ because you ain't gonna pass to him for an open three point shot. You can't do that with yeah. Reggie Jackson.
1: You know, honestly, like I, I, I can't see a, a place where where there's a where Russell Westbrook fits on this team because he would want 15 minutes and clutch time minutes on this team, right? That's what he played with the Lakers. That's what he's expecting. He's gonna be in China. I Feel like he's gonna be in China trying <laughs> <China. laughs>
3: to learn Chinese, yeah, buddy.
4: It's, 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 it's like, I, like, I love it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: true.
4: No, man, Plus, I, uh, I, I disagree, guys. I think that, first of all, Russ has gotten a bad rap, um, because it's
0: Okay. Okay. This, this, it, Jay, it completely depends on what role you want him to fill because on one hand we're talking about, you're always going to have KD and they can bring the, they can bring the ball up and do their thing. Right. On the other hand, you, you need another ball handler and you need a guy like Russ Westbrook to go in there and, and be that Viper, be the tank going down the middle. But also when he does have that open three, which our system allows, do you really, do do you want, a Reggie Jackson type that's going to spot up, make the right decisions, but defer? Or do you want the ball hogging point guard to go in there and take over to a point and do some things, but ultimately get two or three or four shots from the perimeter and he's going to completely brick those motherfuckers?
4: As an Arizona sports fan, I want the one with the biggest heart. I want the one that's going to freaking leave it out all on the floor. And even if he misses the shot, he he put everything into it because i think a lot of times that we are we see situations where we're like man we could have if we why aren't we pushing harder why aren't, that's how i
0: feel now I now me. i'm changing because you know what when it comes to the playoffs i don't want all heart i want the right decision yeah. to be made i want yeah, the right decision so, to be made would but, but, but you say the shot you said the jump shot i want the smartest yeah and player. him taking a jump to, shot is a as du- a dumb decision <laughs>
1: no no this is what i'm saying the smartest you want you don't want the most athletic player the best player you want the smartest player the most Poise player, the guy that boxes out Ron Artest when Kobe throws up an air ball. That's what you want. The guy that knows how to make that play. The championship player. The Mikhail Bridges, the Kevin Durant, those type of guys. We That's can't
4: say Michael Bridges.
1: Well, I can't now, but he was he was a, he was a <laughs> player. <laughs> if, hey, if, if, if a you Russ, want all talk rebound, that he bad. can
3: steal. Uh, he can put up hey. points. I, like if if Russ has to change a mindset and he's willing to like. Change his fucking habits and fit with the system. Like, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm hey. like, if, if he can dumb down to that, I think we're cooking with grease. I'm just like, he's on fire podcast. I'm spitting, you know, I'm keeping it there, you know.
4: So, coach, I'm going to go with you on that last one, though, because up until two weeks ago, I hated Patrick Beverly. But when he pulled that camera out and showed the ref, funniest play, fucking I thing I've ever seen. That favorite was favorite awesome. All time. So, <laughs> And that we need awesome we right need a there. we need a defender at the point of attack. So I would not be upset. At
0: Stop all right there. Stop man. right there. Let's. No. uh, No. darth has got a great point. Can we just go back to talk about KD? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fucking John.
0: Um. You know, moving forward, even after this, people are all worried about you know, our depth, which is funny. We don't have that issue right now, to be honest. I think we have enough to get eight to nine guys to play in the playoffs because your rotation goes down anyways. Um, But moving forward after this, you know, once we see what Kevin Durant does for Devin Booker, what he does for DeAndre Ayton, I now fully think Ayton's going to be able to come through on the other end looking a lot better than what he did coming into this year. I I hope so, at least. And I'll, I'll eat that crow, you know. Um, but once we see what those effects are and we see Devin Booker in the middle of his prime, you know, we got so many free agents out there in the next two or three years. Who knows who's going to want to come? If you listen to coast to coast pod, they just, they ran in three years. Who are the free agents? It's Luca SGA Tatum and Giannis. Who is not going to want to come play for Booker at that point? You know? Um, the future is just incredible for this franchise. And it's funny because I stopped podcasting for about six months because I was tired of what the Sun Devils were doing and their bullshit and Ray Anderson and all that BS. I was tired of what the Cardinals were doing and handing the keys back to Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. Thank God that's over with. And all the shit going down with Sarver. I, I lost my interest and I lost my passion this has completely reignited me from through my soul and down to my feet man um i feel as good now as i felt going into the playoffs last year with javel mcgee and company and and everybody on that team this has completely reignited me and i hope this reignites everybody watching i hope it reignites phoenix as well too because y'all we we deserve a championship there were people on Facebook and, and on my Facebook feed, people from Michigan and Georgia that, you know, they're they're Bulldogs and Falcons fans and, and Michigan fans and Pistons fans. Always, always kind of dogging me a little bit. But a lot of them came out today and they were like, you know, I always kind of like the Suns. You know, they're always the underdog. And now they got KD and F that. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you do? T- we're still the underdog. We still haven't won shit. Isn't this our our time to shine? Isn't now the prime moment for us to rise up after everybody talked shit on the Suns all season? Coming into this year, it was it was a moratorium or or whatever they put it uh, coming into the media day, losing those eight or ten in a row by like forty plus points, and everybody was dogging for us. Isn't this the perfect time? For us to come back and win. And aren't we still the underdog? Um, Salty, I want to start with you. Do you still feel like we're an underdog? Or one, is million it one
2: million percent? Right?
0: Buddy. What the fuck is everybody else thinking? I don't get that.
2: Nah, man. I mean it's the there's Katie so much baggage, right? No, there's so much that goes into trying to actually win a championship. Like it's crazy. Injuries, L- LSLA,
0: right? Right, Darth? LSLA.
2: Just everything. So it's like we have it's you can't count your chickens before they hatch especially now since eggs are so expensive you know so it's just it's, you got to you got to go with the flow man and it's more of like through this process cuz you talked about like passion and energy and stuff for the team and it did dude that loss to the mavericks killed me dude like literally like shot in the heart man cuz that it's like we were loaded ready to go man we're gonna revenge the finals loss and then just get shit on by luca who we could have drafted it was like the worst case scenario and it's just like everybody was saying how bad it was going to be and blah 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 and it's just this is the kind of thing that you it that ignites a lot of people because phoenix is the suns it's the sun's town and all this other stuff and this is a kind of move that teams in the past wouldn't make because like people are talking about the unprotected picks and the amount of picks. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't know. care. Dude, Cause sad. you guys remember, you guys remember dragon bender. You remember Marquise yep. Chris yep. picks don't mean shit a lot of the time. And a lot of times it doesn't, we tanked for how many years and you know, screwed those picks up, didn't do shit with them. It's like, you don't know anything, but you know, KD is the truth. And that, yeah, could he get injured? Yeah, could Booker get injured again? Could CP3 get injured? Yeah, sure. But at least you're going for it, dude. You know, that's all I can say, man. You you went from Dude, let's be honest, cuz that team as constructed, I they they're not, I mean, the bucks before this trade the bucks are better celtics are better uh before memphis fell off they're better uh nuggets are better like there's so many teams that were better than the suns it's like if they didn't make this move it's just now it's it's dude the playoffs are gonna be nutty dude nutty could you imagine the western conference you could have a first round matchup of Luca and I and Kyrie versus Katie and this, you know, Katie a book that could be your first round matchup. You could have the Golden State Warriors as a playing team, and then you could play them in the first round. This shit is going to be like you think the NCAA double. T- you know, the NCAA tournament's wild. This shit's going to be, I don't even know, man. I the ratings are going to be insane.
4: The one thing- go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Dude, the one thing that I was to say though, the one thing that I'm happy about with this though is this is the first time where after a major blockbuster trade I wasn't hanging my head like, "Damn, they just pushed a snap. a like bunch." Yeah, yeah. JNS, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like every yeah. time when they when, when when the Lakers got AD, I was like, "Fuck. Now we got to figure something out." You know what I mean? Like every time the, the day before you guys, the day before I was Someone stabbed me in my heart when Kyrie fucking that trade popped up on my screen. I almost had a heart attack. I said, really? You go put. And I don't really think Kyrie and Luca are going to be championship material together. I think they're going to they're going to hurt. They're going to fuck some shit Can up. Can we
3: talk about them a little bit? Because yeah. we really haven't talked about that acquisition. I'm not totally moved by it.
0: Uh, look, star power. I'm wise, intrigued. Yeah, Star power wise. Out of this world. And right. No, please. Yeah. And Please by, the, by the way, by the way, the, the magic beat the Nuggets tonight. If you want to talk about parody. All right. So,
2: so <laughs> explain to me how the Lakers construction was garbage for specific reasons, because it, it, it had Huge weaknesses and flaws in the construction of it. And please tell me how two ball dominant stars are going to make that shit work. I, I really would like to know how you would draw that up. This
1: is, this is they, have to, they have to outscore you know, the other team.
2: And their yeah. defense they sucks literally ass. Have to
1: each put up 30 plus points with double digit assists. That's, that That's not and enough. They have to, and they have to have enough guys that can make threes on their team. Which they do uh, to win. They they don't not have enough defense. Have, they traded away a Smith is a huge
3: loss. and then winded Cr- now?
0: Yeah. Christian Christian Wood, uh Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr. That's not enough three-point shooting. That's more than we got. No,
2: but so you mean to tell me that uh after ball dominant ball hogging Luca, right? Because per- by the way. I, I don't know what the percentages of how <laughs> often he has the ball in his hand, but it's a lot. So you could, you mean to tell me he's going to go from that to being like, all right, Kyrie, you're. it's just like, I don't know. I'm curious.
0: I, is, Eddie, hold on one second, JNS. Eddie Johnson said every great player realizes that they need help at some point. Is Luca going to realize he actually needs the help? And I think that's what it comes down to. And We don't realize
4: it. It's about getting the right type.
3: Yeah. I don't think Luka is gonna
4: adjust.
2: I think it's gonna be Kyrie adjusting Hell. more. So Kyrie's going to be gonna be a spot up. Kyrie's gonna be off. Kyrie's gonna be a spot up shooter. What's his what's his shot percentage? Off yeah, off, off off the rim Kyrie's, Kyrie's the, the
4: only one, one in that in that scenario. Luka's the only one that can adjust his game and still I yeah, think but Kyrie, Kyrie and already and
1: played with KD and James Harden. They 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 took turns that they only played
0: 16 and games. And LeBron together. and Tatum.
1: Yeah, and, and, but those 16 games that those three guys played together, the three most ISO-heavy guys in the NBA, they were like 14 and 2. I'm not saying that this is gonna work. I'm just what, saying in the
2: playoffs or just regular season? Just regular that was, season. Yeah. I
1: think that was a comment. They only I, no, but they could fill it up in the regular seasons. I, I just the think whole time they were together, playoffs and I think, regular
2: seasons. I think they're gonna win a lot in the regular season, but in the playoffs, it's not gonna it's not gonna work their defense no, is not good enough. Right it's just I don't know. Uh, it'd be I it'd be intriguing to have a matchup of the Suns versus the Mavs and it might happen for sure. I'll, yeah. I'll
3: say one thing about the Mavericks. Go like going against them uh, last season like uh like in the playoffs and stuff, they were a really bad three-point shooting team. They lived and died by the three. I was okay with that. Their defense was one of the uh, the worst at that time within the playoffs. I was okay with that. And adjustments were made. Jason Kidd did a stellar job with attacking our major, major holes on this team by doubling book, making Tory Craig shoot, uh, making Jay Crowder shoot, and, you know, cutting off uh, Aiden, all that shit. Now, fast forwarding to now, they lost
1: uh,
3: one of the better three-point shooters of, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, one of their best three D guys. They lost the, one of their best ball uh, ball handling guys, of Spencer Dinwiddie, that put up a lot of points for them off the bench. Now they he don't could, have that uh, that uh, that bench points anymore. They they lose another twelve to fifty points from Dorian Finney-Smith on the regular. I just don't know who's going to be that third guy stepping up. Christian Wood, I'm sorry, is not that guy. He's I, averaging I,
0: eighteen a game.
3: I. Fool's I can't stand Christian him, Wood. He is not that yeah. dude. I'm, I'm telling you, he's not that guy.
2: He's the definition of fool's gold, f- fake stats. Yep. He, he, uh, I agree. Stat, he's, like, you see his stats.
3: Like, he's like nurkage against like Eastern Conference teams. But, like, when, once he's dealing with like people in the West, like, he shrinks. It's his like, defense Chris, is horrible. It's atrocious. It's worse than cats on on the mm-hmm. perimeter. And once when you end up the paint, it's bad. That's pretty bad. Cat. I, I think I think that right this
2: Mavs team is probably gonna be one of the worst defensive teams you've ever seen, dude. Period. I think
3: but they're, I gonna win. One of the they're definitely gonna outscore though. a lot of teams, but the series, I don't know. But I, I think I really that, don't.
4: But I think that that's gonna be to your to your guys' kind of to Jay's point. I, that's gonna be their their memo. That's gonna be their that's gonna be their thing. You know. How many points – we're just going to try to outscore him, period. And, you know, beat him back after the score. Beat him to the other side. And that's, I think, where Kyrie's going to come in, is pushing the ball off of scores, pushing the ball off of rebounds and things like that more. Um, I think that's where you're going to see him dominate as much. And Luka's still going to be Luka, man. And I think that that's where they're going to end up fighting. like They're going to end up arguing. Yeah.
0: Amit, I know you got to take off uh, any, any last words, uh, any, any last thoughts r- for right now? On, on yeah. Yeah. Right?
1: You know, I, you know, it's a bittersweet day, right? Like I think everybody feels a loss of Mikael. It feels like you're losing like a loved one or something. I mean, it's just, it's tough. Even Cam Johnson. I mean, he was one of my favorite players just because he's just the way that he played. I just love the way that Cam Johnson played, but um, you know, it is what it is. Like, hopefully we'll see those guys again someday, maybe back on the suns. I know the funny thing is we all felt this way when, we traded Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio for Chris Paul, and we're just like, oh, we're losing the culture. Because at that time, remember, the culture was built around Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Now, at the same time, we probably think the heart of this team was, uh, was uh, when Mikkel. But really, the engine of this team is Book. That's really the core of this thing, and so that's what we're really focused on. It's it's Book and Aiden at this point. They made that decision. These are the guys that we're going to continue to tinker and build around those two guys. So, um, you know, I, I think just realize that like, that is the core of this team at this point, because the two guys that we're relying on one's 37 and one's about to turn 35. Granted, they're both playing really high level basketball, but it's going to be the way that the Warriors just built around Stefan Clay and Draymond. It's just
0: going to be tinkering with minimum contracts moving forward. Agreed. Uh, Amit, we will see you later. Uh, we'll connect again, hopefully very soon here. Uh, it should be fun. Thanks for joining, man. Been right. a while.
1: All right. Peace out, guys.
0: Yeah. Later. See you. on it. Uh, JNS, I know you got to run, too. So it's probably a good time to start wrapping everything up. Uh, I got to work tomorrow. It's almost 11 o'clock. I didn't get any sleep. I, I was up until 3.30 just scrolling through Twitter and everything because it was just a whole lot of fun last night. Um, So let's just go around real quick. Let's get let's give our final thoughts and get out of here for the night because uh, we got to we got a game tomorrow with the Pacers. I'm curious to see if we'll be able to clear Darius Bazley in time. I, I doubt it. But Booker's going to be back tomorrow too. We're going to have a little bit more of a healthy squad, so hopefully. We need to pull out a win against Indiana cuz now it's starting to be that time where we need to start piling up wins. But give me your give me your final thoughts, JNS.
4: My final thoughts,
0: man. Um
4: <clears throat> the last 3 years of Arizona Sports. Um We've had a lot of up and downs. We had the DeAndre, CP3 coming in. But this right here, um, with Matt Ishbia taking over. Um, and two days
0: in landing Kevin Durant. Is 12 that... hours in, Borough. Twelve hours. Was it twelve official? It was twelve hours. Eleven thirty PM or AM was the press conference and uh eleven oh five p.m. He got it. So it was one day. It was one day.
4: So for us to land probably the biggest trade outside of Charles Barkley, um, that's what I'm going to call that, you know, it's amazing. And if this doesn't give us hope for what the next few seasons have in store for us, uh, I don't know what would. So as a Arizona sports fan, man, I, I'm in – it's One cloud so nine right now. Um, to what Salty said earlier, we got a top ten player in Kevin Durant, um, and another top ten player in Devin Booker, and a whole lot of nice toppings. Um, so, hopefully, the buyout market's uh, you know nice to us, especially with Kevin Durant here. You know that star power it's magnetic magnetic once it once it starts you know and hopefully we're going to start seeing that sooner rather than later
0: sooner rather than later we're going to catch up soon too uh we're going to do be be doing many pods between now and june when the nba finals start i'm sure but good to see you j s we'll talk soon my friend see
3: you guys later
0: you, uh salty final thoughts kd
2: Man, I'm just happy, dude. I'm not going to try to get too caught up in its championship or bust. I'm just going to enjoy it, you know, because a lot of times it's just you you don't enjoy the journey, as they say. So I'm just going to enjoy the time we have because, like, I don't know. It's going to be special, man. I, You know, I've watched KD, obviously, but to have him as a son and watch him night in and night out, I'm just going to enjoy that. Soak it up and then let the chips fall where they fall. just have fun thanks for having me
0: the finals end in the, the middle of june and we're in the middle of february right now so march april may june we've got four months four months that's it and then, it, then it's, it'll be this season will be done and gone and the trade deadline passed and and mikhail's gonna be gone all that all that shit like you're you're, you're completely right man four months enjoy it you know these games leading up to the all-star break don't really matter but we still need to get wins. You know what I mean? And it's going to be different. It was really fucking weird watching that game tonight, knowing that Mikhail and Cam Johnson wasn't there. His first game missed since he's been in the league with the Suns, man. It's like, it was just weird. So this is a nice little healing period. I'm glad after tomorrow we got three days off and don't play again until Tuesday. That's going to be clutch. But he's right. Enjoy the ride. JJ, the co-host with the Mo host i don't know (laughs) talk to me
3: um today was a very emotional day for me um i mean i it took me a long time last night to go to sleep my mind was just racing about all the possibilities but what really hit me was uh around four o'clock when the phoenix suns instagram page finally put out a thank you post to dario Jay crowder mikhail bridges and cam johnson and with all with all that after, I just it was highlight reel after compilation video of Mikael Bridges' best moments and Cam Johnson's as well. And we've been watching these guys for four and a half years. Uh, I was so excited when the Suns uh, picked up Mikael. I thought it was a steal at the time. Uh, he was very was. sought after uh, in that draft, and that's one of the uh, like he he's he's already down as one of the best. Phoenix Suns players to me like he's one of my favorites ever if he's gonna go on this wall I'm gonna get something to uh remember him I'm definitely gonna buy a Brooklyn Nets jersey for him and Cam and I'm gonna have it in here I'm gonna make it a point every week to watch at least two Nets and Nets games to make sure these guys are doing all right but you know Mikkel he's basically right right back at home his family's on the opposite side of the bridge and then he got Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart there. I think he's going to be just fine. And you got Cam Johnson there too. And they're cool with Jay Crowder as well. I mean, I, of course, he's uh, with uh, Milwaukee now. But, you know, uh, it seems like everybody's still intertwined together. And uh, the, that's all I can really ask. You know, there's their, no their nec- bridges there.
0: Their next game is Saturday oh. at 4 o'clock on NBA TV. So everybody can watch. I am going to be watching that game.
3: I'm, I'm going to be watching for sure. So, yeah, it hurts that one of my favorite – sons players ever is gone and, but we got kevin durant man and i would beat myself uh 20 years from now if if i was singing about like we really could have had AD. yeah the what if would have killed me so the fact that we're taking a swing at this is just, I, I like i can die with this you know <laughs> that we actually took a swing at this opportunity and to see Everybody write us off at the beginning of the season after us uh, losing against Dallas. We went from being laughing stocks to a super team soon as KD is added. It, it, it's just sort of funny. It just it just shows how, you know, people switch up real quick. So I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Like Salty said, I'm, I'm going to cherish every game. I'm going to try to make it to that OKC game. Uh, hopefully that's uh, KD's debut um, soon as Jersey says, I hit the site, I'm gonna order a couple tax returns coming. I'm I'm gonna be cashing out. Uh but I, I, I just can't wait. It's a great, it's a great day to be a Phoenix Suns fan, new owner, top ten player of all time. Possible championships. And I said that plural. There, there's Ooh. a lot of opportunity here. I, 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 uh, I and I'm glad we're doing this podcast, man. I'm so stoked.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I kind of felt like this was when we traded away dan marley uh when we traded away michael finley and ac green ac green was a huge fan favorite um i also kind of felt this way a little bit when we traded uh believe it or not Bo outlaw i loved Bo outlaw he was he was that hustle guy that everybody loved like that kind of lou amundsen you know when we traded away sean marion like that one sucked that Mary one sucked, her. but yeah. at the same time, everybody knew that we needed a change and what we were doing wasn't working. We needed to get bigger, stronger. So you use Marion, you get Shaq in theory. Sounded good, but in practice, it was awful. Um, Everybody go check out my article in azsportsunderground.com. Just put one out today. Um, kind of going through all of the emotions. So I'm, ho- I'm hoping I can help some of y'all out. This has been awesome. We're going to end it here tonight. Man, go sons, you guys. Go sons the valley is gonna is gonna light up um what a time to do it with the super bowl and everything being here everybody can talk about kevin durant right now and the eyes can be on us the eyes are fully on us in the sports world when it comes to golf football basketball everybody wants to be a part of the valley right now this is special enjoy it man let's Let's come home with a win tomorrow against Indy. How much would that help, right? Let's have Book just get 55 and be nasty. I know he's on minutes restriction, but he could go 15 for 15 like Chris Paul did last year in the playoffs, right? Let's do something nasty tomorrow. Let's get a win. Um, Let's kind of work through this. How do we play without Mikael and Cam? We have about 35
3: games uh, until the end of the season. 25. 25. So uh, there really isn't any room for error. We're going to have to hit the ground running. And yep. rack up these wins and get some pretty good seeding because I would love to have home home court advantage. I know the last two seasons haven't shown that like that really matters, but I mean you when still you have to want home around, court, yeah, you, you still, yeah, want, you still want home court. So like uh, we we definitely got to make a push. And the West got a little bit better today, and you know we just got to make sure that we stay a step ahead.
0: So. We did. We are staying a step ahead, and in fact, you know when you add the best player in the game, you're two steps ahead. This is cool. This is just really cool. This is really cool. Everybody go out and buy your son's swag. Rep them. But damn it, don't be like what we were doing last year and the year before doing the counting money guy. Let's not do that. Like I hope we all got humbled a little bit last year with that Dallas Mavericks shit, right? Let's tone it down. Don't count the your eggs before they hatch type of thing and let's try to enjoy it this time i i know we're all hype and whatnot let's try to enjoy it and uh let's not be douches i agree to live by i agree don't don't be douches with that being said i don't know when we're going to come back to you again because it's been so long but now that everybody is reignited i have a feeling you're going to be seeing a lot more of us uh everybody take it easy we're going to sign out from here uh man go